Hey you guys, I hope you're doing well. I am back with another episode of the Michelle File Show with another really incredible guest. I am just loving this podcast and actually for totally selfish reasons, I have been able to meet the most awesome women. Like this, this podcast is really, my mission is to bring you guests Or if I have a thought that comes out of me that feels like it needs to be shared, I feel like it would help rise you up. I feel like it would empower you in some way. That's what I want this podcast to be. I want you to turn it off and start thinking. Start being more aware of yourself. Start maybe making these small little tweaks that are just going to make you feel better and live a better life. Live that life that you dream of. And I know for some of you, maybe you've stopped dreaming because you think it's not possible. And I kind of want to be that person that can come into your life once a week and either share something from my own mind or share a guest with you that is going to help you start believing that, you know what, it might take a little bit of work. It might take me doing a little bit of stuff every day to get back to a place where I can dream. I can, and I can reach new levels of success. I want you to know that it's possible. And today my guest Oh, so it was such an awesome conversation. Sophie was incredible. Sophie McLean came to my show and I truthfully didn't know what to expect. I read her bio and I I felt a little intimidated. I'm not going to lie. She's done the most incredible things in her life and she used really big words in her bio and I thought, oh, what is this going to be like? Oh, she was just a just amazing. Like I left the hour speaking with her feeling transformed. I truthfully, truthfully did. So Sophie supports women and people, but women who have enough courage to tell the truth about yearning for something other than their daily routine. She supports them and and helps them lead to being fully she calls it soul expressed and creating a life that is devoid, that does not have suffering and confusion and overwhelm. She really helps people see that suffering is optional. And she said that a few times while we were talking and it just spoke to me in so many ways. And I know anyone listening to this is going to love this conversation and take some really really cool insights from it that you will be able to implement into your life. So again, just enjoy. I hope you're out for a walk or you're driving or you're just sitting with a tea and listening to this tea, wine, coffee, whatever, and just really take it in. Give yourself a moment today to just be able to take it in. Even if you have to cut it up into two chunks, like you deserve to empower yourself with new information and new thoughts. And I hope that's what this can be for you today. Enjoy. As always, tag me in your stories at Michelle File. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you, what kind of stuff do you want me to bring you? Who do you want to hear from? Do you have some special people you would love to hear on my podcast? Let me know. I would love that. I would love to hear, you know, what would just empower you in other ways. So enjoy you guys. Have a great week. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Michelle File Show. And again, I have an incredible guest on with us today. Her name is Sophie McLean. She is the author of The Elegance of Simplicity, A Wisdom Teacher's Epic Journey. 
And I just love the title of your book, Sophie, everything about elegance and simplicity. And it's just amazing. So Sophie, I would just really love for you to kind of introduce yourself and share maybe a little bit about how you help people and what you do. And then we can kick into some questions that I I know that I have for you. Yeah. Well, um, Michelle, first, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm always inspired that you would take on to just have those conversations. You know, I think it's so important at the moment to be able to engage in those conversation of um, informal, authentic and on what is possible. So um, you can hear with my accent, I'm French. Um And I had a gift. This is how I started. I had a gift when I was 12 years old. I was uh, being brought up in Casablanca. My my father was a farmer. And uh, I had this uh, very protected childhood in this beautiful country, you know, just uh, all uh, kind of perfect. And I was in the garden watching my family getting ready to sit down for dinner. And suddenly I had a, an epiphany. I call it an epiphany, but the experience was like a download. Um, and I got a few insights. The first insight was that I was being brought up in a cocoon and that that cocoon was not a reflection of life. That there was nothing wrong with it, but I needed to go and find out what was happening in life. And it was a range from total bliss to total despair and I had to find out about all of it so that was uh, interesting the second insight was that everything I was going to discover was an illusion that it was a play a game and I needed to get aware that as much suffering as it was or as much joy as it was the whole thing was made up all right. And then the third message was more like a command was, and then you better tell people about it. Don't mess up and go and tell people about it. So I was 12 and uh, I was very excited. It was very pleasant. I ran to my parents and I told them I have the answer. <laughs> I uh, Listen to me. Uh, we're in a cocoon. It's all an illusion. And that is my mission. Well, I got my uh, nickname that is still with me, uh, the crazy one. My parents, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a lot of love, right? But they, I was already a child that was pushing the limits. So now they knew, okay, with love, but she's crazy. And then to my delight, when I left home at 18 and went um, all over the world, uh, being a yes to life, I, I was, there was this impulse, irresistible to go and find out. Um, I realized, oh, no, no, those messages were really good. <laughs> that, that was a gift. Right. So that's how I started. That is amazing. So you told your parents, I just need to unpack this a little bit. You told your parents, and there's yeah. a lot of time between 12 and 18 leaving. Yes. So did yes. you continue to really think, I, I, I'm not exactly in the place I'm supposed to be. There's more for me to find out. Did you really, did you struggle or did you just yes. know that eventually you're going to get to the answers that you know are out there? 
it was a strange struggle, but it was a struggle. You know, we always find something to struggle about because I really, my parents gave me a, a place to grow up with an enormous amount of love and an enormous amount of beauty and a lot of sports. So healthy and uh, safe and beautiful. And my struggle was that I knew there was something else. Like I wanted to engage in profound conversation and that was not my family. Any emotion, feeling, yearning was considered unbalanced and psychologically mm -mm, not acceptable. So that was my struggle, but I could not express it. I could, I did not know. So it, it translated into resistance and frustration. Right, right. Totally mm. makes sense when mm. they just, yeah, a lot of people didn't want to talk about anything other than mm -mm. what was plain insight in front of them. Um, mm. and going deeper just felt crazy. And so I can in understand. Fact, yeah. yeah, in I fact, my, my dad, which has always been my hero, my dad was saying uh, any emotion or any even uh, tiredness or physical thing, he would say, I am not going to be at the hospital. So get well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is when you want to express an emotion is extremely frustrating. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm remember some <laughs> memories of my own childhood actually like we don't need to cry about that or we don't mm. need to yeah a lot of be mature come on like a lot of just you know mm. wipe up and let's move on so I can, yes. I can totally relate to that so you you 18 and and then what happened so when did you kind of step into so this the, well then what happened is that life served me from a safe cocoon to a series of tragedies uh, really uh, painful. I got raped and I was a very protected girl. So that was terribly uh, traumatic. Then I fell in love with um, a, oh, a marvelous man and I could not fall pregnant. And then I finally did, but I lost a child and I couldn't have children anymore. And then my husband died. Oh. All that in seven years. Oh, eight years, right? So then, um, then, then I knew despair. And I think the message I got when I was 12, um, <laughs> what I didn't realize is that I had to experience everything myself, right? So I dived into total despair. And, uh, and uh, like many people, you know, suffering is a kinetic energy that elevates you if you choose to, right? And came a point where I said to myself, all right, Either I terminate my life or I go back to life. But being a vegetable uh, doesn't work. And, you know, committing suicide or getting out of life wasn't an option for me. It's too costly for other people. And I think I had this yearning to leave. So I packed my bag and went around the world and let life take care of me. And that was the breakthrough when I surrendered to the universe. I literally from one day to the next never knew where I wanted, where I was going to be. And I just went around the world, crossed the South Pacific on a sailboat, got shipwrecked on Easter Island, went to Argentina, Chile. And I ended up in California 
in Los Angeles and met a childhood friend of mine who had just, you know, she had something that looked like um, liberation to me. It's not like her life was perfect. It's not like uh, she was any, she didn't look different from anybody else, but this was this freedom of being, she didn't give an image. She was just herself. Now, I looked at her and I said, I want that. Whatever that is, that's what I need. And I, uh, I uh, did this seminar that transformed my life. I realized the source of suffering was not due, um, in the circumstances of life, but entirely of my making. And that was the best news I could have, because if I'm the originator fully, 100% of any um, uh, way of being in my life or any experience, any emotion, then I could do something about it. And I got free. I got free. And I was 33 by then. I'm now 61 and um, never looked back. I just decided I need to give it to people. I got the illusion of it. I love this story, Sophie, because I can relate in so many ways. I, uh, my listeners will know, cause I talk about this all the time, but I lost my dad five years ago and it was my despair point that I got oh. to that point where you just spoke of that. It was either mm-hmm. this or that. And it's mm-hmm. when I just finally looked in the mirror one day and said, I just, I'm, I can't feel like this anymore. Mm-hmm. At that very similar moment, I had this mm-hmm. realization to simplify what you've just eloquently said, I control my thoughts. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to think this way about this situation. And then it mm-hmm. was sort of, it's been five years of just unraveling myself and mm-hmm. learning to love myself, all that kind of stuff. So I just, I love that story. And I know mm-hmm. that that can happen for people. You can really be at your lowest of lows, but use that to really elevate you. And I'm assuming that's really how you help people now. Yeah. Well, there is two uh, ways to elevate, right? There is one through suffering, which most human beings do, right? If you listen to uh, Byron Katie or Eckhart Tolle, you know, Eckhart Tolle, I think, was totally depressed on a bench, suicidal, and his life was over, and then he had an epiphany. Byron Katie had a cockroach on her toe when <laughs> she was yes. in a rehab facility or something like that, and then she woke up, right? So it seems that despair, when you hit the bottom of despair, you get to that place of choice, and we kick up, and we elevate because evolution has us elevate, right? So you either elevate through suffering, but there is another way to elevate, which is through love. Yes. And that's what I give my students, that suffering is optional. Elevate, you shall. You know, you can resist all you want. You can get frustrated in denial or whatever. Evolution is going on. It's way beyond us, right? So elevate, you shall. But, you know, elevating through love is much more pleasant. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So can you share if there's someone listening who really wants Mm. to up level in their life Mm. and they Mm. just are 
you know, a normal, most of my women are just normal moms yeah. living. They, they, they're yeah. not going to be traveling the world. That's not an option. They've got children. Oh. They, they maybe have a, a good job, but they, they just, there's, they can feel this something inside of them. Yeah. There's yeah. Tug. Um, everything seems okay, but there's a tug. So what are some things that they can do to elevate themselves? Yeah. By the way, that's why you have teachers, right? It's because I, my, my life with no children, not being able to have children, losing my husband. Well, then somehow the universe told me, no, you off, off to the world and go and find out everything. Right. So, um, that's why you have teachers and I have many teachers is they do things that you're not going to do but they're going to open the door for you so yes and the people that have chosen another life of children family responsibility work have the same experience of this extraordinary something so extraordinary inside of them they know it's there but you don't have access to express it right so they are um, secrets to 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 realize, and how you realize them is through awareness, right? Awareness is very much when you teach your child to cross a street. You teach your child to stop, look right, look left, and then make a choice. Okay, that's awareness in its simplest form. You need to stop sometime and examine your action, examine what thought you believe in. Right. Because thought you will always have, but you choose the one you believe or not. Right. So awareness. So the first secret is anybody that reach a certain level of authenticity in life will tell you they experience being trapped. And it's a virtual cage. Right. That's the, the, the experience of being human, uh, even if you have a good life. And most of us, you know, we're listening to this podcast. We're talking about who am I and. What is my life about? We have the top 4% of the world population as far as ease is concerned. So this trap, what there is to know about this trap is the trap itself is to try to get out of the trap. Mm -hmm. Because getting out of the trap is absurd because a trap is an illusion. Now, we really feel the trap. But if you spend your entire life trying to get out of the trap, while the trap is not real, you can see the absurdity of it. It's like a dog running after the tail. So the first work to be done is to realize that this experience of being trapped is an illusion. And you need to get to the source of the illusion. So it's like when you pull a weed in your garden, you need to pull the root. Otherwise, the weed will grow again, right? So the first thing is to educate yourself. It's a simple, pragmatic, logical education. It doesn't have to be conceptual. I, I like things that makes a difference immediately in your day-to-day -day life. You need to get to the source of that illusion, of the trap. You need to understand the trap, the very design of human being. The second secret is that suffering is optional. You know, if you look at everything in on our planet, right, the only species that suffer are human beings. The earth doesn't suffer from the earthquake. The giraffe doesn't suffer from the length of her neck. 
uh, a crocodile doesn't go down the river saying, I wish I had lost weight before I floated down, right? So the only species that suffer is human being. And you need to be really clear between suffering and pain, right? Everybody right. has pain, but suffering, right? And suffering comes because we have language. Right. And we, in language, we make up stories. Mm-hmm. And we believe the stories. We go back to what you were saying about the thoughts. Oh, I have a choice. Yeah, you have a choice on what stories you're going to believe or make up, right? So you need to get clear and educated on the power of language. Language is what uh, allows us to create our life. It's also very limiting if you don't have the awareness of the power of language. And then the third secret is that um, when we incarnate on this earth, the, the, the rules of the game, and I say that not because I have the truth, but I've worked with maybe over 80,000 people worldwide, right? So it's a lot. So every single one of my students have had the same experience. But we incarnate, and then very soon after that, we forget who we really are. And in that forgetting, the, the our relationship to divinity, to the divine, to the spiritual, to our soul gets forgotten. And then we identify with our body, our money, our sex, our children, our family, our responsibility, our weight, our age. I mean, you name it. We identify with anything outside of uh, us other than who we really are. And if you want to... Um, create a life where whatever circumstances there is, and we have a lot of circumstances, um, but you are fully grounded and messable with because you are connected to who you really are, which I call your soul or your essence or your higher self. So you need to just... Remember, that's a game of life. You know, normally we do it as we grow older, you know. As we grow older, we shed old stories, illusion, opinions. Uh, we shed a lot. But unfortunately, <laughs> most people wake up just before they die, you know, and then say, oh, damn, it was just all a story. And then you die. So it's a, don't wait for that moment. Just do it now. This is the shift that is happening in our planet. Anyway, it's very exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive. Not yeah. easy, but exciting. Yeah, I, I often, I'm so grateful. And this sounds so crazy, but I'm so grateful that my dad passed. I miss him terribly, but I'm grateful I had that experience because I feel like actually even my mom, who's 70, said to me, a couple of days ago, she goes, I'm just in awe of you now. Like you've just done so much work on yourself. And I, I guess now I, I come across people can tell I feel differently, think differently. Mm-hmm. And here she is at 70 saying, how did you start? Like what, what book was the first one you read? And that's the, the thing that happens. People get to a point and they just wake up and it's over or yeah. not saying that mom, I'm not saying that about you. <laughs> You're still very healthy. <laughs> but I mean, that that's my, my fear for so many people to live in this, going back to your secret number one, this trap. So 
So the trap, is it a, a lot of times fear that is holding people back and old circumstances and stories from their family that they're still believing about themselves? What is the, the trap? How do you describe the trap or how do people find, find out what the trap is? All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you a short um, uh, version of it, right? So imagine you as a little child, really little. I mean, literally it happens before the age of two. And normally for people, it's, you know, the age we call the terrible twos, right? That's when people just have this uh, separation from the spiritual, the divine. So from that moment on, it's the the it's both the design of human being and don't ask me why I did not design human being and I don't have a direct line to the moment I do I will tell everybody right but I'm not somebody that is called enlightened and is one with the divine I'm still um, you know in awe of the mystery of the divine but I don't have access to it I mean you know I have access to it like everybody but I don't understand it so I'm in the mystery of it so it seems to be the design and the consequence of the separation from who we really are is fear, for sure, right? It creates an enormous fear and an enormous, profound sense of separatedness, aloneness, sadness. I mean, it's, it's a big moment in the life of the little one. All right. So from that moment, imagine that you are now on this planet that occurs to you as a threat, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So you're going to build a way to survive. Right. right. And that way to survive, you want to look at it like a play. So the, the play and the theme of the play would be how you view life, if you want, right? So for me, I saw life as a war zone, as so, okay, that's my genre, right? But you can have the genre of fiction, romantic comedy, romantic tragedy. I mean, you can have anything, right? Thriller, right. Uh, victimized. I mean, you, we all have a genre. We view life a, a certain way, which is not what life is, right? It's our view. And then once you create your genre, and, you know, many people wonder why they have the life they have. Okay, but you, you can get to why. You can actually get to the moment you decide. Then you build a main character, like in a play, right? The main character never gets fired, always um, is there with characteristics, strengths, weaknesses, and what. Then you create a supporting cast. Now, supporting cast, you can fire at will. They come and go, you know, they, but you have a very specific way. And then you have a script. Mm -hmm. And if you look at your life, you'll see it's like Groundhog Day. You know, like mine was one tragedy after the next. Okay, round and round <laughs> until I understood the, the, the source of it. Right. So, so that, that play is called in certain circles the ego. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay? And and it's based on an illusion. It really is. You made it up. I mean, that's the good news. Mm -hmm. It's also the bad news. The good news is if you make it up, you can make another play. But the bad news is if you don't awake, awaken and if you still 
stay a sleepwalker, you will experience being trapped. So that that is a trap. You need to get to the source of when and at what age and how did you create your play. You need to see it. And once you see this play, you get to remember who you really are and then you can create another play because you do need an ego to go through this um, life. But there is an enormous difference in being stuck in an ego decided by an upset, traumatized child in a moment of stress or a conscious ego created by an adult. That's very different. Right. So it's becoming aware of when you create, when you started living as your ego or with your ego as the most prominent figure in your life. It's becoming aware of when that happened and then making the transition in knowing that you, you need an ego. We're all going to always have an ego, Mm -hmm. but when you're sort of creating the play with that awareness, things start changing in your life things start well, look, I, I was yeah I was 33 when I saw the that revelation that I had created everything in my life everything and uh, I had since the age of 33 I haven't had one tragedy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and before the age of 33 I told you three of my tragedies but I had like Seven. 10 more okay well, yeah. so I was, my first 33 years was filled with tragedy that I had to overcome. I was like the tragic heroine main character. The moment I saw it, I, I haven't had one. Right. So it it alters your life. Yeah. Is that something you really help people with is helping them figure out when that moment was like, do you have specific steps that you take people through what is this is it like exposing your ego is that really what it's I call it the disentanglement because you know it's like disentanglement it's I I lead a 14 session course that um, takes 14 sessions of two and a half hours I mean it's quick right to to just literally get to the point of remembering who you really are and it's 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 simple Michelle, it is so simple. It is just that nobody tells us how to do it. Right. And I'm very practical. So I take people disentanglement little by little. I'm, I'm completing a course um, next week or in two weeks. I'm at session 12. And you should see my students. They are like, um, they speak differently. They they look different. The, the calls are filled with love and light and an exquisite relatedness. There is no more resistance. The pain, the, the, the suffering is gone. No, it works. 14 totally. classes. Yeah. Of two and a half hours. I mean, it's how simple can it be? Yeah. I yeah. think I can see how it is. I mean, we overcomplicate life in so many ways. And because we're so clouded with the overwhelm and the overcomplication, we can't see actually how simple things can be. And the Mm -hmm. truth is when you feel good, you attract good. When you feel Mm -hmm. not good and living in that ego place, you just, that's why there's people like you said yourself. And I know lots of people that it just seems like, bad things are literally following them wherever mm, they go. Mm, 
or Mm -hmm. they have a goal and they can never, ever, ever make it. Well, it's because of what's going on in here. And often, often as humans, we're always looking for outside to help us instead of going inside to help us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess because it's hard, right? Sometimes it's hard to uncover, uncover all of that stuff. Do you know, that's why, again, there is teachers and, and in the, the, my courses happen in a conversation. You need a mirror. Do you know how you, I said to you, oh, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, okay, either die or go back to life. You did the same. You looked at yourself in the mirror. There is no coincidence that we say that. We need another human being to reflect back at us what we don't want to see. Totally. Because we are sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers, I believe, can even cook and open a door and walk, right? But you don't have the awareness. So if somebody, you know, I don't know about you, but my body is a body of a 60-year-old woman, right? So I look in the mirror and I see exactly what I want to see. You understand? I quite like my arms, that's fine. And my legs below the knees, fine. And in between, ah, don't spend too much time. I see what I want to see, right? Okay, well, we do the same in life. We literally, if we, if it's painful, uh, we're not going to just want to look. So this is why teachers are important. And, and you can hear in our society, there is more and more people that wants to contribute that way, right? And a teacher for me is a very sacred um, a distinction. It is somebody that shares their experience, not their knowledge. Do not go to a teacher that is intellectually has all the right words and will tell you what to do. We all know what to do. We all know. We all know. Okay, you need to find somebody that has experienced something and knows how to transmit that experience so that you can fast forward through years because you don't have to have that experience because the teacher transmitted it. That's a, that's the joy of the whole of life arising inside of relationship and sometimes it's getting past your ego to let a teacher in I mean I know that was something that I've had to really I always oh no I'll figure it out or Mm. I don't need that or I was embarrassed I think this is a lot of people embarrassed to ask for help embarrassed to admit Oh, I don't want anyone to know that I actually am feeling like this inside. I know. I, I just know. want everyone to just look I, and see this. So you it's know, you, you know, when I went to do this seminar that my friend had done in Los Angeles, right? I went and I said, Okay, I think she's in a cult, in the sect, so I'm going to rescue you her. That's what I said to myself. That's what I said. So I go to the seminar. I say a group seminar, that's for people that are mentally not well. I'm sitting in the back. And for an entire day, I'm the heckler. I mean, I was so obnoxious. <laughs> Michelle, they threw me out of the seminar. That's how bad I was. Oh, no. They threw me out. And I find myself in the street at 11 o'clock at night in Los Angeles, in a country I didn't know, a city I didn't know, being thrown out of a seminar I paid for. And I say, you know, Sophie, there is something that doesn't work with your life. 
<laughs> you know, you're either going to go on resisting and you're going to end up an old woman with 20 little dogs because they're the only one that will put up with you, or you're going to shut up and listen. So I went back the next day and I begged. And that was my breakthrough. I literally begged. I said, I swear to you, I'll be your model participant. I got it. Wow. And they let me back in, which altered my life forever. Yeah. That is incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's funny and we're laughing, but what a yeah. like what a pivotal moment in your life yeah. that literally yeah. took you from sort of despair and tragedy and changed everything. That is so yeah. amazing. You know, I was so angry. That's how I dealt with despair. You couldn't talk to me. I would bark back. That's I mean, I was really a witch. But not really, right? But that's how I survived it. I was so angry. Yeah. And um, I, I had to have somebody throw me out of a paid seminar for me to understand. <laughs> yeah. sort of treat you like you had been treating your own life and other people, I'm sure, and situations that, yeah, so incredible. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And also, I guess we should mention to sort of come to a place where you're more aware and, and learning all this about, it doesn't have to be that quite, quite as dramatic. It doesn't have to be as dramatic as me. Like I, I, mm -mm. my dad passed away and literally for two years, I, I did, I don't even remember those two years. I built, we built a house. I had a five-year-old at the time and I have no recollection. I was living in this fog until mm -hmm. I saw myself in the mirror. But it doesn't have to be that, like that no. big, right? No, no. But you know, I have. It's for people like you and I, it's like we get pushed into elevation. Do you understand? It's like the universe. Oh, those are stubborn. Let's just like hit them on the head and make them transform. It's a, literally a question of life and death. My respect. Go to the people that have a fine life. Mm -hmm. Because when you're comfortable enough, do you know the strength it takes and the courage it takes to say, okay, my life is okay. It's not perfect, but it's okay. But you know what? I don't want okay. I want extraordinary. And that takes the most extraordinary inspiration and courage. So I think I have much more respect for those people that I have for me. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, so many of us have a good life, but it's still not great. I mean, you know. It's fine. It's fine. How are you? Fine. Yeah, no, fine is, is really dangerous, yeah. right? Because it's just comfortable enough. Yeah. Exactly. And when you're great, you you reply I'm great like you feel great I mean I feel now just in the last six months so much different than I did it's like so much different that my reply is never fine because I'm, I'm never just fine so it really once you you do this type of work it really it really is incredible so thank you this has been amazing I, I've just loved everything you shared even just the these little snippets so how how can my listeners find out more about you how could we work with you I know mm. obviously get your book which mm. I think I'm going to mm. Great. Well, um, I've put everything on a website because that's the easiest place to find me, right? And it's very simple to find it, sophiemcclain.com. 
So in the website, you can find everything, all my courses, my stories, podcasts, blog, everything, right? So so you can spend some time just looking at everything. You can also very easily set up a call with me if you have some questions. But please, please show up to the call. A lot of people set up calls and I get all ready and arrange my schedule and they don't show up. But, uh, oh. That's also being a sleepwalker. It's not being aware of the disturbance on other people's life, right? But um, for the people that want to know me more or have a conversation with me, Michelle, I have a seminar starting on September 29th. It's four live sessions. And it's... Um, um, uh, I've, I've, I, for those kind of seminars, I put um, three price options. So depending on your financial uh, situation, you can choose, and I totally trust people to choose what they can pay. Um, but the seminars gives you an opportunity to engage into our place in the universe, how to deal with circumstances, um, um, how to impact yourself and others. It's it's a short four sessions one. So I really recommend if you want to start mm -hmm. to um, uh, go and check out this one. It's called The Essence of Me. <laughs> so that. people can get the, the, the gap between who they really are and the trap they're in. But I have another full disentanglement course, right? Those are for the people that say, this is it, 14 weeks, I want to remember who I really am. That starts in November. And all, all that will uh, be found on my website. Perfect. Oh, well, oh, I, I keep joking because I'm having all of these amazing women on my podcast. And I'm going to be really busy if I do all of these courses <laughs> and buy all of these books. Because everything always just appeals to me so much. Yeah. I yeah. know that... Uh, I'm like that. I'm like that. I just finished a channeling course. Yes, yeah. I'm doing a meditation course. I, you know, I think you either expand or you contract. So you might as well expand. I'm not up to contracting, right? Yeah, so absolutely. That, what do they say? We're always going in a direction and it's either forward or backward. You don't just mm. ever stay the same. So mm -mm. that's how I am too. I just love learning new yes. things you you mm -hmm. only grow and become more aware of yourself and discover what you love and don't and michelle it's also for me a, a question of integrity because you know many people always ask what difference can i make to the world the biggest difference you can make is to provide to the world your true self your divine, beautiful, exquisite essence. That is what would make the biggest difference in the world. It's so true. That is like the most beautiful way to end this because it is so true, being your authentic self. And I think authentic is such a buzzword. And a lot of people just don't know what that means. What They just don't know themselves. And that's where you help. So I, I love that. I, I just appreciate you so much for sharing all of this with us today. And every link that you talked about will be in the show notes. And I know okay. I, I looked at your Instagram and I was loving the quotes that you were sharing and the stuff there. So definitely follow Sophie there. And I just appreciate you spending some time with us today. It was great. Oh, Michelle, Michelle I can't express my gratitude enough. I 
first that you would listen to me and give me the opportunity to speak about what I love most, right? I'm so grateful for it. And that they, you there talking to everybody about what is possible, I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for, and for having invited me. Oh, you're welcome. It was great. I, I loved every minute of it. Thank you. Thanks again. All right, my dear. Thank you. All right. I know you guys loved that one. It's powerful. I hope you took away some really valuable inspiration and some things that you can actually start implementing into your own life. As always, I appreciate you guys so much. I would love if you would subscribe to this show and also leave a review. Five star would be awesome. No, honestly, I just appreciate hearing what you take away from this show and how it's helping you. I just I just really love hearing from you guys. Make sure you're following me at Michelle File on Instagram and Michelle Moore File on Facebook. I love when you guys send me messages. I love when you tag me in your stories. It's just so fun to see that some of you are really getting some really great information from these shows and these incredible guests that I'm having on. I hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next Wednesday.